dig. Dave and Darren's Top 5 Things Podcast. I'm Dave, and this is my partner, Darren. We want to thank you for downloading the show. And, uh, well, obviously you're listening to it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be hearing me now. If you get a chance, leave a review for us on iTunes, would you? I'm Dave, and uh, this is my partner, Darren. Hello, Darren. And if this podcast uh, isn't enough for you, you can become a patron and you'll have access. I think it's, it's enough. You'll have access to everything we've ever done. Oh, I see. If they want to hear everything we've ever done. Yeah. Okay. There's more. And there's more. <laughs> Seems unnecessary. It's an international feel. Uh, <laughs> you can become a patron. Just go to nachoradio.com and you'll have access to everything we've ever done. Over a thousand podcasts and also specialty programming. This particular podcast is brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois. Tech Drive in Milan and West Main Street in Galesburg. Milan, they're open every day. Galesburg is open weekdays and Saturdays. And the Milan store offers both medicinal and recreational. Galesburg is recreational only. You can uh, go to the website. That's where the recreational waiting lists are available. Reserve your time at ntillinois.com. Let's get started. Number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Man is suing Starbucks because he says after going to the uh, Starbucks, he can no longer play the piano. Now, who's this? Uh, This man's name is Tommy Pulyev. Now, how do you know Tommy? He he's in the news, Darren. I you you realize when I share these stories with you, these aren't all acquaintances of mine. Oh, that I I, I look around to see stuff we can talk about on the show. Thought maybe. How do you know this man? How do you know Tommy? <laughs> Thought maybe you met him at Starbucks. No, no, I don't know this dude. Oh, okay. Uh, this is in Roseville, California, which I guess is in the Sacramento area there in California. He is suing Starbucks, saying that he is disfigured now. Oh, he got burned. Mm-hmm. He says the lid on his hot tea came loose, and the drink spilled over his hands, his stomach, oh, no. his thighs, and his genitals. Attorney's saying here, it fell on the windowsill and then came over on him. There's third-degree burns on his fingers, Second and third degree burns on his pelvic area. He put his coffee up on the the windowsill? Guy's 22 years old. He spent 11 days in the burn unit. Oh, boy. Injuries were so severe that intimacy is now painful and awkward. And he can no longer play the piano. I would, uh, I would say <laughs> the, the intimacy being painful and awkward would be probably... A bigger deal for me than playing the piano. Mm, you're clearly not a piano player. No, no, I'm not. Uh, you think for people that play the piano, that's more important than I would. I would think that yes, I think you'd have probably you would have some people say if you had to give one up, that's what they would give up. Hmm. I can play uh, first couple of notes of Axel F. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, if that was taken away from me tomorrow, I'd be done. Yeah, that's, that'd be fine. Yeah, no. I, if they're like, you, I can, can s- you can play the first five notes of Axel F, or or your intimacy is painful and awkward. I'd be like, I don't even like Beverly I, Hills Cop. I that can much. see why you'd make that sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, this guy didn't have the choice. He's had both taken from him. Nerves have grown back and healed back, and he had to learn how to walk again. It says here. But it took him a while to learn how to walk because of those com- comprehensive injuries. You would think that's, around that whole pelvic area. You would think that Starbucks probably has a team of lawyers yeah. that just concentrates on scaldings. 
or falling in in your parking lots. I'm sure Starbucks has a team of lawyers that just works for them. Yeah, when you're when you're that big. No, but I'm talking about specifically. I'm the scalding expert. Yeah. Starbucks says here in a statement, we are currently evaluating the claim. Our partners take great pride in ensuring our beverages are crafted with care and delivered to customers safely. We take our responsibility to provide a safe environment seriously and will continue to do so. This guy's attorney claims both Starbucks and the packaging company that makes the cups knew there was a problem with the lids, citing 80 complaints a day about defects from employees. Yeah, you need to get that fixed. 80 times a day, somebody was calling corporate that worked at Starbucks and said, these cups are garbage? Well, if that's the case, this guy's going to get paid. Sure. Medical bills piling up. This lawsuit is the first step in preventing another drive through disaster. So was it a matter of when they were handing it to him? In the That seems like what happened. He's at the drive through They're handing him the cup. And that's when it takes place? And that's when the lid falls oh, off and boy. goes all over his, his hands and his genitals. Oh, yeah. They say that uh, the burns are, are permanent and, and disfiguring. And this guy's going to need laser treatments and plastic surgery to repair the damage that was done by hot tea at a Starbucks. Again, can never play the piano again. He was 22 when this happened. He's 24 now. So, yeah, I'm going to guess this guy's going to get paid. That is not a good story. Boy, that's just... uh, But this is key. I want you to know this. Yes. I don't really know this guy. No, I know you don't know him. He's not a friend of mine. He's just a fella in the news. From Starbucks. Who I know from Starbucks, yes. Two. 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 Yesterday on the show, we told you the story of the guy who was walking on the beach, on the shoreline, I should say, there by Racine, Lake Michigan, when he saw this package. It was aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. And he opened it up and he thought it was a chicken breast, but it turned out it was a brain. And for a while, he thought it was a, a human brain. They think it might be a cat's brain. I. There's so much to unpack there. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I have another story here of somebody taking what seems like a harmless walk on the beach, mm-hmm. and it ends badly. And once again, I, I mean, I know I'm becoming a one-trick pony around here, but I think it's time we close the beaches. <laughs> and this is the sort of thing that you want to do mm-hmm. when you get older. Beach closer. Are you sure that, well, beach closer, but also beach wanderer with your. You know, I want to get one of those metal detectors. I yeah, think that'd be a good hobby detector. for me when I get older. Yeah. That's just going to end up in just a lot of trouble for you. I tend to think that you're going to find uh, probably you'll stumble upon government secrets. Oh, yeah. and, oh no uh, doubt. Probably drug cartel oh, information. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm there for the intrigue. Absolutely. And you'll just be uh, from one trouble to another. It's just going to be all landmines, probably. And a bunch of landmines. Con Fowler was walking his dog, Molly. This is in New Zealand on the North Island. When he, they're walking and he sees what he thinks is a barracuda on the beach. Hmm. Looks like a barracuda to he me. He says, at first uh, glance, I thought it was a barracuda, which are relative. The car? No, the, the, the fish. Oh. And if the real thing don't do the trick, Darren, you better think of something quick. 
Hmm. He says, at first I thought it was a barracuda, which are relatively common, but it was a bigger, thicker, and longer with much larger teeth. He says, I thought it must have been dead, although it was a brilliant, bright, silverly color glinting in the sun. He said, my first impression was, wow, look at those teeth. I went up to it, and a friend of mine took a couple of pictures, and then I realized this fish's gill plate was pulsing. So I touched it, and it snapped at me. Mm-hmm. Why would you touch a fish with razor-sharp teeth that looks like a barracuda? It turns out that it was not a barracuda. Instead, it was something called a lancet fish, which they also call a cannibal fish because these fish love to eat their own kind. Which you wouldn't think would be good for your overall evolution as a species, but there no. it is. Lancet fish are voracious predators, and in their stomachs you will find all kinds of fish and octopods and squid and crabs. And again, they're also known for eating their own kind. This guy says he doesn't know how this deep sea fish ended up on the shore. Well, it's not for you to know. Mm-hmm. It, we're not expecting you to know. <laughs> That's not really... Your expertise, is it? So this thing takes a, a, a bite out of him there almost. He decides to return it to the water, keeping well away from those teeth. He says, as soon as I put it back in the water, its large dorsal fin, which was a bright iridescent bluish color, unfurled and stood up and it swam away. Yes, it stands a much better chance there. It didn't get restranded, so I think it survived. If a, a fish with ra- four-inch-long razor-sharp teeth Tried to bite me, I would walk away and let that fish die on the beach. This guy is a better guy than I am. Well, you'd have another reason to close the beach. We're going to shut down the beaches. We got cannibal fish I taking bite I, out of dog walkers? I can't have it. I won't have it. No. Lancet fish, they don't know a lot about them. Because we, we've never been able to observe how they reproduce. These fish are known to be hermaphrodites. That is to say, they have both male and female sex organs, and they can grow to be more than six feet long. Most fisheries think of these things as pests because they steal bait that are meant for more valuable species. But I What, mean, you're calling me a pest? Well, I mean, it's... You know, we, we put that bait out hoping to get a fish we can sell. Cannibal fish, not really a delicacy. But I'll show Darren here the picture. Look at the teeth on that thing. Would you touch that if you thought it was alive? Not at that end. Would you? T- <laughs> Not at any end. This thing looks like a, a just a nightmare fish. Huge, huge teeth. Yeah, we're gonna have to close the beach. You got. You're darn right. I don't care. If it's the Fourth of July weekend. None of that makes any difference to me. Amity, after all, means don't get bitten by fish. Number three. 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 Story of a teenager who survived a shark attack, and he's crediting his martial arts training. Uh Uh-huh. His karate moves. That's right. St. Augustine, Cole Smythe. Tuesday morning, he was surfing, got bit in the hand by either a tiger or a bull shark. This kid is 15. He's also a second-degree black belt in a taekwondo. That's right. That's what he went into. He His got training. The, got the shark to let go of him by punching it really, really hard, he says. Needed 40 stitches on his hand. 
and had to go to surgery. But he says this will not stop him from surfing again. You know what's going to stop you from surfing again, young man? Somebody with the good sense to take a sign with a mallet, hammer it into the sand, and you know what it says on that sign? This beach is closed. This beach hereby closed. This beach is closed. That's right. Now, you remember when your son, Owen, he was younger? Mm-hmm. He was in the ocean. Yeah. And He's he, been in the ocean many times. Yeah. He was yeah. in the ocean this time. Yeah. You want to finish the story? Uh, <laughs> he gets tossed by the wave. He gets tossed by the wave, mm-hmm. comes down into the water, gets up out of the water, and punches the That's ocean. Right. That's right. He was so he was a little kid. He was like four or five. I'll punch the ocean. Take that, Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> That's right. Hope you feel it. I forgot about that. That's right. They tossed him up in the air. <laughs> He's out there waiting, having fun. And a <laughs> wave as they, as it'll happen. Yeah. A wave came up and just knocked him down. Yeah. And then he got up. And just punched the ocean as hard as he could. And I thought, that's my boy. Uh-huh. Hates the stupid ocean as yeah, much as his dad stupid does. Stupid ocean, I'll punch you. <laughs> I'll punch you so where the Pacific feels it. <laughs> I can't imagine getting bit by a shark requiring 40 stitches. I wonder if he punched it with the same hand. And saying, well, no, because he, he couldn't have. That, that hand was in the mouth. Oh, it's in the mouth. Yeah. It's, it's still in the mouth. You well, can't, I mean, you can't, could, you can't punch from bu- the inside no, of the mouth. You could. You could put your, raise your thumb and like jam it up that's in the not, roof of its mouth. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. This is in uh, Volusia there. This kid's from St. Augustine, Florida. I just can't imagine having 40 stitches on my hand, getting bitten by either a tiger or a bull shark, and saying, can't wait to get back in the water his hand, and go surfing. His hand I don't understand that in mentality. His hand didn't necessarily have to still be in the shark. It could have been bitten and let go. He very clearly used the other hand, and you don't want to accept that. He clearly had one hand in the shark, and the other hand's what he used to punch. I don't know why you're trying to make this story more I'm difficult than it needs to be. I'm just wondering. I wonder if he punched the shark well, from inside of his mouth. All I'm saying is if I was writing the story, mm-hmm. I would include those facts. Those are good details. Yes. He thought at first it was a jellyfish. Because there have been a lot of them floating in the water. He thought lately. it was the band jellyfish, which he found strange because they're not together any longer. No, haven't been for some time. The lead singer's been dead for almost 30 years. Cole uh, originally thinks it's a jellyfish. Then he sees this shark with its head and gills poking out of the waves, with its jaws clamped on his right hand. Okay, so it's on his right hand. He says here, as I had my right hand up, the shark jumped out of the water and grabbed onto it and started to try to pull me down. And it came back up to the top of the water. As soon as I saw that, I just wanted my hand back yeah. and to be in one piece. So I punched it, and it let go. All right, well, there those are the specifics then. This is at 1045 on a Tuesday. He is the eighth person to be bitten by a shark in Volusia County this year. I guess I'll ask this question. What's a 15-year-old doing surfing at 10.45 on a Tuesday? I was just going to ask the same thing. They don't have school in uh, Volusia right now? I'm looking at this 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 kid's hand. It's pretty gnarly. Uh, we're going to need some Bactine. Yeah, lots of Bactine. 
This kid is a second-degree black belt in Taekwondo. He said martial arts really helped him deliver that strong punch to the side Good. of this stupid shark's face. He says, quote, I punched it once really hard, and it let go. So he's that got sh- damage to his hand that requires more surgery. That shark was probably thinking, what did I do? Hey! What a minute. His mom says she was terrified when she first heard that a shark had bitten her son, Cole. She was relieved when she learned the damage was concentrated to his hand and no vital organs had been harmed. Gosh, that's 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 a hell of a position to be in. Your son's been bitten by a shark. And your first thought is, did they get a vital organ? He says, I'm not scared of sharks because I'm putting myself out there where they're going to happen to be around you. But at that moment, my adrenaline spiked. It didn't hurt. I just wanted my hand back. I bet it hurt later. Yeah. Jeez Louise. His buddy says, all I saw was a splash right in between him and another guy. I noticed that it was a shark. He started punching it, so I paddled as fast as I could over to him. And we caught the next wave in. Gnarly, man. Gnarly. The surfing isn't that great on the Atlantic side. Like... That's... I've never had a lot of luck. <laughs> he will be back on his surfboard soon, he says. Quote, oh, definitely, nothing's going to stop me. And look, man, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But I will tell you this. If I was out surfing and a shark put 40 stitches in my hand, that's the story of why I don't surf anymore. Yeah, I'll wax up my board and I'll be sitting out there on the beach looking out, waiting for my wave. Uh-huh. And it never comes. Right. Four. 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 When in Sweden, you simply must go to Malmo and visit the Disgusting Food Museum. This sounds like something you'd be into, Darren. I would go to that. The Disgusting Food Museum. This is... I don't know who asked for this, but it's a thing. And they've got a new exhibit they're very excited about. Featuring gin... That's brewed with ants. Uh-huh. A whale testicle beer flavored with the smoked dung of Icelandic sheep. Mm, maybe I'm not that big a fan. Uh, how about maggoty cheese from Sardinia? Icelandic fermented shark flesh or Peruvian frog smoothies? Mmm. You can really taste the Peruvian frog. So they offer samples? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's a new three-month-long exhibit just opened. They say we have the strangest, most interesting, and challenging alcohol types from around the world. Some of the exhibited alcohols showcase different types of homemade alcohols going back thousands of years, while others are more experimental, made by local brewers. For example, they've got a Scottish beer there. That is the strongest beer in the world. Hmm. ABV is how you measure the alcohol content in beer. ABV stands for uh, alcohol by volume. You'll find that on the can of of whatever you're drinking more often than not. And, you know, usually it's like 4.5, 5 point something. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Scottish beer, the ABV is 55%. That's that's rubbing alcohol almost. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Uh, also, by the way, as if that wasn't enough, uh, this Scottish beer with the 55% ABV, uh, you drink it, it's served inside a taxidermy squirrel. Mm. 
squirrels. No thanks, right? We like the squirrels. This exhibit is a deep dive, they say, into why we drink and how we started our strange relationship with spirits. So whale testicle beer, smoked sheep dung, Mm. alcohol in the museum had to be considered drinkable somewhere in the world, even if we would be put off by what we consider to be offensive. There's a rice wine called Tungsu, which was once served as a medicinal remedy in South Korea. Tungsu is a wine that is fermented with human feces. Pass. Hard pass. Uh, they say here that it smells horrible. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I think I know why that is. I think I can pinpoint the, the problem with the production of this... Uh, it's used as a medicinal remedy. It's a rice wine, again, that is fermented with human feces. That cures you of what? Uh, I don't know. I, it, if it's good for what ails you, I don't know. They say the thought alone is enough to get some people to gag. Whale testicle beer is a seasonal product from a brewery in Iceland that incorporates testicles that are cured according to an old Icelandic tradition. Lightly salted... And then smoked. They say they put a lot of effort into it. And it's a long process. And the anti-gin is gin that has 62 red wood ants in it. The world's first gin brewed with insects. The ants, it says here, lend sharp citrus notes to the beverage. So that's available for you at the Museum of Disgusting Food in Sweden. Knock yourself out. Korean feces wine. Uh, There's also something called uh, chicha, an ancient beer made from corn that is chewed into paste before they ferment it. So you take the corn, you chew it up, then you spit it out, and that's what we make the beer out of. Pre-chewed Charlie's. (laughs) They also have, uh, here at the museum, prison wine made from fruit, And brewed in a toilet. That's right. Just like the longest yard. (laughs) And a potent, a very potent Ugandan moonshine that the British colonizers called war gin. (laughs) In, if you're in Sweden, you must visit the disgusting food museum. Enjoy. And uh, don't forget to visit through the cafeteria or exit through the gift shop or exit through the cafeteria. Take something home. Yeah. No, thanks. Five. 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 I was watching some old Super Friends yesterday because I was trying to find... Of course you were. Well, I was trying to find an episode of Shazam, which was a cartoon, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon from the 60s that I loved when it was in reruns. Uh-huh. Shazam is a cartoon that not many people remember. Now, was this while you were having your spicy nuggets? It was afterwards. Oh, okay. Afterwards, I thought, hmm, you know, now, that I, I, now that I've had a spicy nugget meal... It's time to relax treat. with some old cartoons because, and this is worth pointing out, I'm a man in his late 40s. Right. And uh, I had chicken nuggets for lunch and now I'm going to watch cartoons. I'm a grown man with a wife and a child and a mortgage. Uh-huh. My point is, uh, I was trying to find Shazan and it's hard to find. Mm. A lot of the episodes are only in Spanish, which doesn't quite work for me because I'm not fluent. I, uh... I hablo un poco. The... De Gallo. 
premise, <laughs> that's Pico, the premise of Shazam, the old Hanna-Barbera cartoon, mm-hmm. was a brother and sister, they're off on the coast of Maine. They stumble upon a chest. In the chest, two halves of a ring. They put the two rings together. Right. Which is a very common yes. trope in the Hanna-Barbera universe, a brother and sisters with rings that they put together. It's in quite a few of their cartoons. Probably most famously with the Wonder Twins, who would activate their power in that manner. Shazan, the, the brother and sister, put the, the rings together. Mm. They are transported to the magical time of the Arabian Nights. And Shazan, their genie, mm-hmm. shows up. And he says, I will protect you. I am Shazan. And I'd like to give you a gift. And he gives them the gift of a flying camel named Kabubi. Well, that's pretty cool. Kabubi is voiced by, I think, Don Messick. It, 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 the thing is, his face and the way he sounds, it's a very early precursor of Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. which would come out the following year from Hanna-Barbera in a show called What's New Scooby-Doo. Anyway, I'm trying to watch Shazam. I can't get more than like a minute into episodes, and well, then, they, and, and then they, and, they go into other things. And you're still crying from the spicy nuggets. Right. I've got the you heat got in tears my belly. In your eyes. Yes, yes. And then out of nowhere, because I was watching on YouTube, the Shazan episode ends. I don't get a satisfactory Shazan experience, but they go right into old Super Friends from the seventies, and that's where you have Ted Knight as the narrator, the guy who says later at the Hall of Justice. Yeah, that's Judge Smales. Excellent. That's Henry Rush. Oh, Mr. Raj, that's him. It's the same guy. Right. To write that which is wrong. That's Ted Knight, which is incredible to me. Well, he got a lot accomplished in his time here. He did. So when would Mary Tyler Moore have been on the air? Like 72, 73? Yes. So he was doing that Super Friends work. Started then. Right around that same time. So he's got a little side hustle as an announcer for the Super Friends. Yeah. Ted Knight's the greatest. Why Why was I talking about Shazam? Other than the fact that I really want to figure out a way to get that show. Maybe I maybe I get the DVDs. Although, I'd watch it once and then I'd never watch it again. It's true. So I'm not doing that. But you think you'll have the spicy nuggets again. I will. Not today. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, as, as a once in a while treat, I don't know how long. How long are they supposed to be in stores it for? It just says limited time. But they don't give you a, a date certain? I haven't seen it. I'm sure people know. People in the know know. The, the, the thing about McDonald's that's got me upset is there's this app you can use. Okay. And when I do go to McDonald's, I use the app. And oh, I'll you tell do. you, well, here's why. You can go on the app and order your food. Yes. Right? And then they just bring it right to your car. Okay. Or you could just go through the drive-thru and it's they much, hand it to you. It's much faster hmm. doing it with the app. I'm telling you, it's a much better experience. They end up handing it to you anyway. See, now that's see that's how you're capable of seeing episodes of Shazam, mm-hmm. where I don't. Because I'm, you have time-saving tips like that. that. That's right. Whereas I take the time to actually go through the drive-thru. Yeah, and you spend a lot of time use, waiting. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I don't wait. You're, you're watching put, Shazam. Yes, that's right. Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brother and sister are off the coast of Maine, mm-hmm. where they never quite explain how Where are the Shazam. parents? Right. So they get in all kinds of trouble. 
the, the, the brother and sister. And whenever they need him, they put the rings together and they say Shazam. And then this genie comes and just kicks all the ass. So, like, there'll be an evil, you know, wizard and the brother and sister are in trouble. And they're like, well, it's time for us to call Shazam. And then they put their rings together and then he comes out, kicks the bad guy's ass. And then he goes, ho, 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 little masters. He's the greatest and I think most underappreciated of all the Hanna-Barbera catalog. And I would really like to see maybe a, a reboot. If anyone is listening from Warner Brothers, make this happen. Shazam deserves uh, another chance. Because I think I read they only gave him like 12 episodes and then mm, they canceled the show. No, you need more traction than that. Right. There was a lot of that where if you were, when I, at least when I was a kid, there were a lot of shows I watched where you get in trouble and then you could summon someone to save you. You remember, uh, what's his name? Johnny, Johnny, uh, the Golden Robots. Johnny Sacco and the, and the Golden Robots. Do you remember that? Not much. He had this whistle. And depending on which, uh, how he played the whistle, mm-hmm. a magical robot. This was a Japanese show mm. that, that they translated into English. Uh, there was Goldar, Bronzar, and Silvar. And he would use the whistle depending on like how much trouble he was in. Like, Goldar is when you're in a lot of trouble. Sure. But, like, Bronzar would be like, I need help uh, raking these Maybe leaves. he blows into the different ends of the flute. Yeah. Yeah, something, something like that. Did you ever that. have a dog whistle? No. Hmm. Do they work? I don't know. I had a rape whistle. <laughs> Just in case. Can't be too safe. Did that work? I mean, it was loud. Okay, well, as long as it... Yeah, the last thing you want to do... But you don't blow a rape whistle and a rapist shows up at your house like a dog whistle. No. Because at first complete I... Complete opposite. I remember thinking, well, who would want this? The complete opposite. This, that's not good. Blow the rape whistle. And you, you can't and, hear anything and then there's a pounding well, at your and door? Well, you wouldn't want to make... You I don't want this. You wouldn't want to mistake the two either. No. No. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. Thanks again for listening to David Darren's Top 5 Things podcast. I guess that's it for today. The podcast. Oh, that was a good one. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I liked it. It's brought to you by <laughs> brought to you by Nature's Treatment of Illinois, Tech Drive in Milan, and West Main Street in Galesburg. Nature's Treatment offers a wide selection of products for uh, recreational use, including flower vapes and uh, edibles. Sign up for the newsletter and connect with Nature's Treatment on Twitter and Instagram. Till we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities. Represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Ford. Yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out. Come on. And it just don't stop. East Moline. Yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. I'm proud of you fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you gotta do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight.